0: Welcome once again to At Home in Your Hymnal. Pastor Clint Poppy, Pastor Adam Moline, we are privileged to serve the saints at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Each week we come together, we take a look at our hymnal. We want you to be at home. We want you to be at home in your hymnal, whether it's in the divine service, with your family, or personal devotions. We have a long and rich history and heritage in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod with regard to worship using a hymnal, and we pray that God would richly bless us as we take a look at certain aspects of our hymnal, certain aspects of worship, why we worship, what uh, resources we have. Last uh, episode, episode 38, we talked about music in general, hymnody. We, um, we introduced a, a rather objective um, tool to help us evaluate whether a hymn is a good hymn or maybe less than good hymn. We uh, borrowed that from uh, Pastor Brian Wolfmuller, the Wolfmuller Hymn Cruncher. We uh, had a lot of fun with that. We've had a lot of real positive feedback on that program. And so today, in episode thirty-nine, we want to begin. Uh, we want to begin a series where we take a look at individual hymns in our hymnal. We look at their theology. We look at the context, the author, and uh, we run them through the hymn cruncher. the uh, The first hymn that we're going to be taking a look at today is uh, is one of Pastor Moline's favorites. And uh, I don't know that it is his all-time favorite, but it's certainly in the top two or three, I believe.
1: It will be at my funeral. It will
0: be at his funeral. Okay, well, hopefully that's not too soon. So if you have your hymnal, we want you to be at home with it. Open it up to Lutheran Service Book, Hymn 708. Hymn 708. Lord, Thee I love with all my heart. That's the hymn that we're going to be looking at today on episode 39. Pastor, welcome, and uh, are you excited about uh, this this shift in this uh, new little mini-series that we're going to be doing on Hymnity?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it's a good thing for us to do. I think there's a lot of Lutheran hymns out there that every Lutheran Ought to know, Uh, and unfortunately, in our modern day and age, many people don't know them. But uh, uh, throughout the history of the Lutheran Church, many of these hymns that we're going to be talking about are ones that people could recite uh, verbatim from memory and bring them up at any time of uh, difficulty or celebration or. Uh, uh, struggle in their life and have these great words and uh, hymns of comfort available to their use. Uh, And it's something we've kind of lost out on in our uh, TV age where our memories are not as good and we can pull everything up on our telephone uh, if we want. And so uh, I'd encourage people as we go through these hymns to learn these hymns, sing them with your family, uh, and uh, learn to love them just as the uh, uh, giants whose shoulders we stand on that went before us did. This is
0: uh, this is certainly a hymn that is worthy of memory. It's also a majestic tune that uh, it's not particularly difficult. And once you learn it, uh, it becomes a uh, a quick and fast friend. Before we uh, before we get into the meat, the uh, the verses. There's three verses to him. Uh, Seven oh eight. Lord, thee I love with all my heart. We're gonna listen to each verse. We're gonna uh, talk about each individual verse throughout our program here. But uh, pastor, this hymn. Um, in some ways is very, very familiar and famous in Lutheranism, and in some ways this hymn is like really, really obscure. Uh, when, I, when I say that, what am I talking about?
1: Well, uh, it is uh, very famous in the Lutheran Church. It's written uh, shortly after uh, the death of Martin Luther by a, um, a pastor's son who becomes a pastor himself, Um, who was trained in the city of Wittenberg uh, underneath tutelage uh, of uh, Philip Melanchthon, who wrote the Augsburg Confession. Uh, He writes this hymn, and uh, it is published in one of the early Lutheran hymnals uh, to be used in church services. And then throughout history, it's taken by many, many famous uh, composers and used in cantatas, in uh, uh, church music works, and reset in different ways, uh, among whom uh, Heinrich Schutz, is one of the uh, really famous ones, probably no Lutherans listening here have heard of Heinrich Schutz, uh, but um, YouTube him, listen to some of his music, it's excellent, it's a precursor uh, to what our church music is today. Uh, Dietrich Buxtehude uh, also takes this particular hymn uh, and writes uh, some musical pieces on uh, with it. He's a precursor of Johann Sebastian Bach and helped to bring the organ into use in the churches uh, as uh, one of the most versatile instruments. It's able to do many, many different things. Uh, and so D- Dietrich Buxtehude also took this particular hymn and worked on it as well. Bach used it multiple times in different cantatas, uh, and it was assigned to be the hymn of the day Specifically for use in the church every year uh, at the feast of Saint Michael and all angels, and so it would have been familiar because the people would have sung it at least once every year and ha- heard these great musical works that use this hymn. Uh, and then we're now in America, and um, you know it was in our TLH hymnal, it was, uh, it is in our LSB hymnal, and yet it is one that's kind of fallen out of use uh, because um, when we became English-speaking Lutherans, a lot of our great hymns and things like that weren't translated right away, and so we ended up stealing a lot of stuff from the Anglican Church, Um, you know, things like the common doxology weren't common in Lutheranism uh, until just recently. Uh, Those are things that we've gotten from uh, Swiss Reformation, from the English Reformation, and things like that. And so in that regard, as English-speaking Lutherans, some of these great hymns like Lord Thee I Love With All My Heart, uh, we're having to relearn because we lost them in the great translation um, disaster. I don't know if that's the right phrase or whatever, but that's, that's why it's not as familiar to us as it should be. Well,
0: and uh, we have a we have a rich heritage from uh, many many places and this hymn that we're examining today, LSB 708 Lord the I love with all my heart, has a long and rich Lutheran heritage taking us all the way back to Melanchthon and uh you know used by Bach in uh, in his great cantatas. I mentioned that uh that in one respect it's obscure. I was talking about the author of this particular hymn, how many hymns is uh, this uh, uh, this gentleman that you mentioned, uh, Schaller, uh, Schalling, Schalling yep, Martin, Martin Schalling, Schalling Jr. How, how many Martin Schalling Jr. or Martin Schalling the younger hymns uh, are are being sung on a regular basis in Christendom today?
1: Well, in that regard, this is probably the only one that you really know. Uh, he did write other hymns, but this is the one that really uh, hit the uh, the nail on the head and uh, sank into uh, Lutheranism, and I think that's That's really a great thing about using these traditional hymns. You don't have the mediocre hymns uh, from the old days that have survived till today. It's always the good, great ones. Whereas more modern music, they're still sorting out those things to find out which ones are the great ones and which ones are uh, mediocre uh, at best. And so we have this one hymn from Martin Schalling the Younger. Uh, He was born uh, 1532. Uh, His dad was a pastor in a little tiny town in the southern part of Germany, which uh, today is probably more in the Catholic part of Germany rather than the Lutheran part. Uh, His dad was a a pastor there in that little town. Now it's got about 400 members, citizens of that city. Uh, And so he grew up in the church, uh, watched the Reformation take place. He moved to Wittenberg and was trained under Philip Melanchthon. Uh, He would have probably been there shortly after luther died if he would have seen luther or not we don't know um but uh, he's mostly famous uh despite being a pastor who served faithfully for many years he's mostly famous uh for having written this particular hymn
0: he was a pastor who was persecuted too you uh, do a quick google search on his name uh there's a, a wonderful bach cantata site uh also wikipedia and several other places like that uh he was uh in a sense, driven from his parish, forced into exile, and uh, later was able to return. So, kind of sounds like today. Nothing new under the sun, Pastor. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think uh, it shows us also how important it is for parents to be uh, good spiritual leaders for their children, and the fact that his dad was a pastor, a a pretty good theologian. Some of the works that he wrote were adopted uh, in Wittenberg by the Reformation movement, if you will, one in particular on Christ's body and blood in the institution of the Eucharist. And uh, so this Father Pastor Martin Schalling Sr. does teach the faith to his son, Martin Schalling Jr., uh, or the younger, who follows in his footsteps in being a pastor faithfully for many years as well. A couple of things as
0: we close out this segment in our episode 39, looking at uh, LSB 708, Lord Thee I Love with all my heart. In our last... Uh, Episode episode thirty eight. When we uh, introduced this segment on hymnody, we talked about uh, Pastor Wolf Mueller's hymn cruncher, and uh, you might want to jot down. You can do a Google search for that too. But you might want to jot down a couple of notes because we want people to use this on a regular basis and uh, help them evaluate music, uh, not only in the hymnal but uh, any other kind of Christian contemporary music that you may come across. Uh, does it mention Jesus? Um, Point one, point two is is the song clear? Does it have clear statements of faith, or is it just uh, fragments? Is there uh, part three? Is there mysticism? Is it a subjective talking about what God does, or is it objectively grounded in the Word of God, the Person, and work of Jesus Christ? Four, does it properly distinguish law and gospel? And five, is there any explicit? false teaching. We'll talk about that more as we go. Uh, Pastor, you mentioned before that this uh, this hymn was really, really popular, and then it was kind of lost, and now it's back. Well, it's back in LSB, and I was trying to think about why I don't know this hymn as well as I could or I should. It's very familiar, and yet I don't know it that well. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, uh, the Lutheran hymnal had a marvelous um, translation, uh, hymn, uh, Lord, The I love with all my life. In Lutheran worship, which some people would call the new blue hymnal, um, hymn 413 is, Lord, you I love with all my heart. And it is uh, kind of an odd setting, and uh, several of the words have been changed to make them more modern, and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't sing it.
1: Yeah, and, and now
0: that... and now it is back, Pastor. We got we got about a minute left in this segment. Um, why in the world did we make all these changes with great hymns? And how did they fall out of service because we thought we were helping, but it, instead we hurt? Uh, bad question. Go ahead.
1: Well, no, that's it is a good question. It's an important part of actually our history here in America as Lutherans. And uh, the reality is, is that many of our great hymns uh, come out of uh, the, the high point of the Holy Roman Empire and even uh, Germany itself, and so they're written in German. And when our ancestors came here to the United States uh, for a while, they did sing German together, uh, the liturgy. But then we had some uh, difficulties, uh, historically speaking, um, in uh, World War I, World War II. And so uh, at that point, especially World War I we tried to move into English-speaking instead. And it takes time to translate hymns from German into English, and so uh, to make things easy, they did borrow a lot from Anglican hymnals and from, uh, you know, Calvinist English-speaking hymnals. And it took time then to translate, and so you see this one here. They finally did find a translation by a lady named Catherine Winkworth who actually translated many of the hymns that are in our English um, language that are those old good Lutheran hymns. Um, But she also translated in the late 1800s and so we have sort of archaic language that uh, the Blue Hymnal tried to eliminate uh, Lutheran worship to try and make it sound better. But in doing so they really slaughtered the hymns and maybe we could talk about that. I know we're at break time here but it's hard to translate something from one language to another to keep the meter the same, the tune the same, and to get the words to fit in uh, clearly. And so when they did the LW one, they really messed that up.
0: Okay, we need to take a break. This is At Home in Your Hymnal. When we come back, we're going to be listening to the hymn that you hear in the background, 708, Lord thee I love with all my heart.
2: Listening to KNNA LP 95.7 FM, Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: Welcome back to Proclaiming One, Pastor Clint Poppy, Pastor Adam O'Lean. Today in episode 39, we're uh, beginning our look at various hymns in Lutheran Service Book. Today we're looking at hymn 708 in LSB, Lord Thee I Love With All My Heart. We uh, hope and pray to introduce and uh, bring some uh, information about the hymns, talk about the rich theology of the hymn, and also give people kind of an objective Way to look at a hymn, a way to evaluate him, a way that a lot of pastors look at hymns as far as choosing it, uh, whether it's acceptable or acceptable during a specific time of the year. Uh, Generally, you wouldn't play an Easter hymn during the season of Lent or vice versa, what hymns are appropriate for funerals or weddings, those kind of things, and uh, we'll have lots of opportunity in the weeks ahead. Hymn 708, Lord Thee I Love With All My Heart. Pastor, uh, do you you have your uh, Lutheran service book open? I do. Uh, would you read verse 1, and then we're going to listen to verse 1, and we're going to uh, talk about the uh,
1: the rich theology contained here. Lord, thee I love with all my heart. I pray thee, ne'er from me depart. With tender mercy cheer me. Earth has no pleasure I would share. Yea, heaven itself were void and bare. If thou, Lord, were not near me. And should my heart for sorrow break, my trust in thee can nothing shake. Thou art the portion I have sought, thy precious blood my soul has bought. Lord Jesus Christ, my God and Lord, my God and Lord, forsake me not, I trust thy word. Okay,
0: there you have the words, verse 1, LSB 708, and uh, we're going to try really hard here. I'm not the... uh, The most brilliant technical person in the world, but we're going to try really hard to get verse one right now. Right there, you have it. Verse one of hymn LSB seven oh eight. Lord, thee I love with all my heart. And uh, in case you're wondering, we are listening to a uh, this this hymn is in the public domain. We're uh, we're listening on uh, YouTube to a Higher Things video that was. Um, singing the hymns of the Reformation, Here We Stand. We just want to make sure that we give a proper uh, attribution to that as well. Pastor, what are your initial thoughts on verse 1? And, and before we run a hymn through the hymn cruncher, we want to make sure that we get all three verses so that we have a full picture here. But uh, what are your impressions of verse 1? What's happening here? Uh, I always get a little nervous when a song, a hymn, a praise tune... Starts out using I, me, we. And so we have, we have Lord, the, I love with my heart. Um, so I've been, I've been kind of trained to have the red flags go up when I see too many of those personal pronouns. Is that necessarily a bad thing to have personal pronouns referring to me, the believer, in a
1: hymn? Well, a couple things. To start with, no, uh, that's not uh, a reason to throw him out. Um, and, and I think as we get further in the verse, we'll see why. Additionally, we have to understand that this first verse, Martin Schalling is writing it as kind of a summary or a uh, versification of some of the thoughts that he had by reading Psalm number 18. And so it's really quoting some of those ideas. In fact, the entire psalm is reflected in this particular um, hymn. And so Psalm 18, I love you, O Lord, my strength, which is the same sort of thing we're saying in the first verse there. It goes on, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. And what enemies? Verse 4 The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. And so in meditating upon these words from Psalm 18, Martin Schalling writes these, uh, this hymn. And, and to kind of then answer that first part, then if we go towards the end, we see, uh, Thy precious blood my soul has bought, which is our English translation from um, Catherine Winkworth. Uh, I think the German maybe here does a little bit better job in laying it out for us, and um, Der Mieck Dirk sein Blut hast erlost, which is literally, um, who has redeemed me through your blood. And so in that sense too, we have foundationally in the first verse here, a reflection of Luther's small catechism, the second part of the Apostles Creed. Uh, I believe in Jesus Christ, um, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and the power of the devil. So that end part there is foundational Not then. with
0: gold or silver, but with his holy, holy precious, precious blood. blood. That's That's the the line and the picture that jumps out at me whenever we sing this hymn.
1: Right, and and so we have that there, that Christ has saved me, and through the Holy Spirit has given me faith, and that faith then is the thing that is speaking at the beginning of this hymn when it says, I love you, I pray you never go away from me, uh, with mercy cheer me, I want to be in heaven with you rather than here on earth suffering that's the voice of faith that comes from the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ at the end of the first verse.
0: It is, uh, yeah, it's interesting and uh, very helpful that you mention Psalm 18. Uh, many of you know the, the layout of hymns in Lutheran service book. Um, hymn 708 just happens to take up two pages and you have the title and the number and a, and a little, um, Reference as to uh, the type of hymn it is. This is labeled as a trust hymn. Down on the bottom left hand corner, you have the author of the text, the author of the tune, any copyright information. You have the name of the tune. Herzlich Lieb, you have the meter of the tune right underneath there, and this is this is more of a peculiar meter hymn. Um, I'm not sure of any modern hymn that would fit into that meter, although it is listed 887, 887, 888, 888, 888. Uh, it's still very peculiar. And then underneath of that, in tiny, 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 tiny little print, there are generally some... Bible references um very very helpful tool, but Bible references that this hymn is connected to these sections of Scripture. And in LSB 708, it mentions First John 4:19, First 1 Peter 1:18 1, to 19, First Peter 4:11, First Thessalonians 4:14 4, to 17. This is very unusual that there would be so many references to different parts of Scripture in a hymn. That tells you the vivid and rich imagery drawn from the Bible that is there so that's a that's a pretty good clue or a pretty good indication that we're talking about something special here but what surprises me pastor is that psalm 18 and another psalm that is uh, very very closely connected to this hymn psalm 73 are not mentioned down here in the, uh, in the little rubrics. I have a little book that I picked up many, many years ago. It's the Hymnal Companion to Lutheran Worship. And the Hymnal Companion to Lutheran Worship states that this hymn, and the, I'm reading from page 426, this hymn is based on Psalm 18 and Psalm 73. And it is called, quote, A Jewel of the Church from the Heart of of shawling um why do you think psalm 18 and psalm 73 aren't mentioned and why do you think it's important for us to make that connection to the hymnal of the old testament church the psalter
1: well um when we have these bible verses at the bottom of the page here they're not necessarily telling us historically what the motivation was behind the writing of the hymn. Rather, these are helping us as modern people who maybe, and I mean this hopefully kindly and it doesn't come across rudely, we're not as well versed in the scriptures as perhaps our forefathers were. And so this is teaching us this theology that we're singing in the hymn, where can we find similar things in the scriptures themselves so we have listed first john 419 which is we love because he first loved us and we kind of said that when we were talking about um the word i hear that word i love you with all my heart that can only flow out of faith in other words because God has loved me. How? By giving his son Jesus to die for me, redeeming me. Uh, We have the quote from uh, 1 Peter 1, which is uh, the the quote that we have in the small catechism, who purchased and won me from sin, death, and the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, with his holy precious blood, innocent suffering, and death. And so those ideas uh, that we are singing here, this scripture quotes at the bottom of the page are driving us to look them up. But it's not telling us the motivation originally for the writing of this hymn. So
0: it's uh, more like a cross-reference in your Bible to help you connect one passage of Scripture to other passages of Scripture. That uh, thing down on the bottom in LSB oftentimes is more of a cross-reference then that uh, helps us in our understanding and maybe catechizes us on some Bible passages that should be familiar— and maybe aren't? Is that is that a possible right. way to look at it, Pastor? That's a way
1: to, to look at it. And I guess we shouldn't be terribly surprised since all of Scripture teaches the same thing, that we're sinful people saved by Jesus Christ. And that's what the hymn is teaching, and that's what all the rest of Scripture teaches as well. The... Uh, the-
0: the reference to psalm 73 is uh, is a great one psalm 73 is one of those psalms that's awesome that not too many people know about years and years ago i was asked to preach on a couple of verses from psalm 73 at a funeral and we'll talk more about funerals as we come up but um Two verses in Psalm 73 are very, very common confirmation verses, especially for people that are 60 and over in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Uh, Psalm 73, verses 25 and 26. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart And my portion forever We can hear echoes of that Coming up in This uh, particular hymn As well We went just a little bit long On our first section And uh, we need to uh, try to gain Some of that time back We're uh, going to take our break now When we come back we're going to look at Verse 2 of hymn 708 Lord thee I love with all my heart Don't change that dial We'll be right back Welcome back to At Home in Your Hymnal, Pastor Poppy, Pastor Moline. Each week we come together and we look at a different aspect of worship with regard to using your hymnal in the divine service, individual and family devotions, last week Uh, program episode 38 we introduced a new series that we're doing on hymnody in the church we looked at hymnody in general last time and here in our uh, first segment where we're doing our best to expose people and teach people the great hymns of the church we decided to begin with what some people would say is the greatest hymn in lutheranism lsb 708 lord thee i love with all my heart text that is written by martin schalling to the tune of Herzlich lieb um this is a hymn that if you don't know it um uh, we would just encourage you to learn it. Uh, great, great hymn to sing on a regular basis. Great hymn to sing before you go to bed at night. Great hymn to teach your kids or your grandkids. Great hymn to pick for your funeral.
1: It will be at mine. I think it will be at my wife's as well.
0: Great hymn to, um, you know, uh, I could see this as a wedding hymn as well. There are so many uses for this hymn. Um, We we did some general introduction in our first segment. We looked in great detail at verse 1 in segment 2. And now, here in segment 3, we want to look at verse 2 of hymn 708. And, Pastor, I'm going to ask you to read these words again, and then we will uh, listen to them with the uh, Higher Things Conference
1: YouTube. Yea, Lord, twas thy rich bounty gave my body, soul, and all I have in this poor life of labor. Lord, grant that I in every place may glorify thy lavish grace and help and serve my neighbor. Let no false doctrine me beguile, let Satan not my soul defile. Give strength and patience unto me to bear my cross and follow thee. Lord Jesus Christ, my God and Lord, my God and Lord, in death my comfort still afford.
0: Okay, now we're going to listen to these words, and uh, again, I just uh, beg your indulgence, bear with me as we uh, get uh, keyed up to the exact spot where we can uh, listen to this uh, particular verse 2, and um, I think I'm just about there. All right, verse 2, hymn 708, Lord, thee I love with all my heart. There you have it, verse 2 of LSB 708, Lord, thee I love with all my heart. Pastor, some uh, initial thoughts and impressions
1: about the content of verse 2. Well, we begin here again confessing the small catechism, which is really great. We confess the first article of the Creed, uh, I believe that God has made me in all things, creatures. He has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, my members, my reason, my senses, all these things, and he still takes care of me. He also gives me clothing, shoes, food, drink, house, home, wife, children, land, animals, all that I have. And that's what we say, uh, yes, Lord, was thy rich bounty that gave my body, soul, and all that I have in this poor life of labor. We also confess that this world is a difficult place and that there is sin and struggle. Uh, In the old German version, uh, it talks about Satan's murder and lies. We have that a little bit softened here in our English translation so it'll fit into the meter. But it's still the same idea uh, that we're going to face affliction and sufferings, uh, or again in the German, crosses uh, and As we do so, God is with us, sustaining us, caring for us, giving us the things that we need. All the way from birth, and even from conception, I'd say, all the way until we die, uh, God takes care of us and has overcome the challenges. And so it reflects, again, the words of Jesus uh, from the Gospel of John, take heart, I have overcome the world. When I hear
0: verse 2, I uh, oftentimes have
1: have the word
0: vocation. Come to my mind because it appears to me from the beginning of verse two to the end of verse two. We have, of course, creation beautifully uh, displayed connection to the uh, first article of the Apostles Creed. But we have sort of the life of a Christian from womb to tomb. We have the gift of life and all that we have and all that we are as gifts from God. Yes, we live in a fallen world. And as a result of that fallen world, um, I'm going to die one day. And so what am I going to do about it? It almost leaves me hanging uh, at the end of verse 2. Uh, Lord Jesus Christ, my God and Lord, my God and Lord, in death, my comfort Still afford? How in the world can God be my comfort when I am staring death down? And I think it sets the stage beautifully for the amazing, rich theology. And let let's face it, what makes uh, LSB 708 a hymn for all ages is verse three, and that's what we're uh, that's what we're coming to. Um, What do you think about that uh, vocation? thought with regard to verse 2.
1: Yeah, I I think we could say definitely the Christian life, and even I think we have a reference here to receiving the Lord's Supper. Uh, after the Lord's Supper, we say... Um, we pray the post-communion collect in which we ask that we would increase in faith towards God and love towards our neighbor. And we say those words almost exactly in this particular verse as well. So it is the Christian life, and the beautiful thing about the Christian life is it might leave us hanging with death at the end, but for the Christian, that's not the end of life. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in him, even though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in him shall never die. That's the, the faith that we have. And so for us, death is coming on this for all of those people listening here, but it's not our end. And I think that's the beautiful thing that we're about to, to find out and confess in the third verse. Okay,
0: uh, about halfway through and, and making that connection to the post-communion uh, collect was, uh, was amazing. I hadn't made that connection. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you. Uh, about halfway through verse two of this hymn, it says, "Let no false doctrine me beguile; let Satan not my soul defile." Um, is this is this just kind of a token Lutheranism? You, if you're going to be a Lutheran, you have to talk about false doctrine. What's what's the big deal about this emphasis in so many? Uh, hymns and liturgies and prayers in Lutheranism. Why is is, uh, the concern about false doctrine such a big deal?
1: Well, uh, Martin Luther called our theology uh, a golden ring. I always like to refer to it maybe as a spider web. I think I did this the other day on a different show. I don't remember. Um, and that's the reality is everything in our theology flows outward from Jesus Christ. And if we change some of those little tiny details, uh, then we've actually changed who Jesus is. And if you want to learn more about this, read the small called articles. That's what the whole driving um, discussion factor is behind the small called articles is uh how are we changing who Christ is with this theological error? And and any error can do this. Um, even uh, silly little things that we might add into the Lord's Supper, like um, requiring a mask or something, that changes who Jesus is ultimately if we make that a law and a rule as we do so. Um, and so the devil's in the details. He lies. He changes and twists God's word, which leads to different doctrines and theologies, and that ultimately takes away from Christ, which then puts our faith and our um, salvation at risk if we believe a false doctrine. And knowing
0: that we live in a fallen world and that we're going to die one day, and that Satan— and along with Satan, the world and our flesh are constantly attacking our faith, constantly attacking the Word of God. Uh, we have this, uh, this prayer that's contained right in the midst of this uh, second verse of Hymn 708, Give strength and patience unto me to bear my cross and follow thee. Pastor, Scripture talks a lot about the Christian bearing the cross and following Jesus. Again, is this kind of hyperbole making excuse for the fact that God can't do anything about our sin or is there something really here?
1: Um there's there's something really here. This is the the prayer that we pray all the time that we ought to anyways that we want Um, to receive God's gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation. And the the voice of faith is always crying out for more, which is the very thing that God is eager to give to us, more mercy, more love, more compassion, uh, more blessings, to give, to give, to give. That's what God does for us. And so as Christians in our life, that's what we want and that's what we pray for. uh, Even as we face suffering and difficulty, uh, diseases, uh, pandemics, uh, murders, Uh, riots, all these things, we we know where our hope is, and we ask for God to continue to give that to us abundantly, even though I hate to use that word abundantly, um, to continue to give that to us each and every day.
0: Christ calls us uh, not to a life of ease. Uh, He calls us to bear our cross, to pick up our cross, and to follow him. And our load is easy. Because Christ has already picked up the load of our sins, carrying his cross all the way to Calvary, bleeding. Dying three days later, rising from the dead, never to die again. That is what gives us our strength in our struggle against sin, death, and the devil. That is what gives us our strength to look death in the eye and laugh at it. And when we look at verse 3, when we come back from our break, when we look at verse 3 of him 708, Lord, thee I love with all my heart. I hope and pray that this becomes um, a... a a cornerstone, a bulwark of your faith. I think uh, this goes down as one of the greatest verses in all of hymnody ever written. Maybe that's saying things a little bit too strongly, but uh, I'll make my point when we come back from our break. This is At Home in Your Hymnal. We're looking at hymn 708, Lord Thee I Love with All My Heart. When we come back from our break, we're going to look at verse 3. Buckle up. It will be awesome. I promise.
2: You are listening to KNNA. LP 95.7 FM Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: Welcome back to At Home in Your Hymnal, Pastor Clint Poppy, Pastor Adam Moline. We serve the Saints at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Come join us for worship. Sunday morning, 8 and 10.30, Wednesday evenings year-round at 6.30. We use Lutheran Service Book exclusively. We sing the hymns out of Lutheran Service Book exclusively, and uh, we want you to be at home in your hymnal in the corporate worship service with your individual and family devotions. One of the great ways to be at home in your hymnal is to know hymns and to sing hymns. In this episode 39, we are devoting the entire episode to hymn 708, Lord thee I love with all my heart. Some people would say the greatest hymn in all of Lutheranism. And if you want to go even further, verse 3 of hymn 708, perhaps the greatest verse in all of Christendom. Pastor, we've talked about this a lot. Let's not... uh, um, keep anybody in suspense anymore. If you've got your hymnal open, please follow along. Verse 3, hymn 708, Lord, thee I love with all my heart.
1: Lord, let at last thine angels come to Abram's bosom, bear me home, that I may die unfearing, and in its narrow chamber keep my body safe in peaceful sleep until thy reappearing. And then from death awaken me, that these mine eyes with joy may see. O Son of God, thy glorious face, my Savior and my fount of grace. Lord Jesus Christ, my prayer attend, my prayer attend, and I will praise thee without end. Pastor,
0: before I play verse 3, sum up in a sentence or two, why is this verse so great?
1: It confesses very boldly the resurrection of the dead when Christ returns in the last day of this sinful earth. This uh,
0: this verse is encouraged to be sung by the pastor at the bedside of a dying person. It is in, uh, a portion of the uh, Lutheran agenda. The um, uh, commendation the commendation of the dying. Thank you. Just escape me there for a second. The commendation of the dying. It is a part of our agenda with the. Um, uh, at the gravesite with the uh, um, the, committal. At, the committal service uh, to be sung at the grave. Some pastors I know print it out uh, so that everybody has an opportunity to sing it at the gravesite because you don't have your hymnals there. Uh, we need to hear it. And so bear with me just a second as we um, hear now verse 3. Of LSB 708, Lord, thee I love with all my heart. Verse three, hymn 708 in Lutheran Service Book. Lord, Thee I love with all my heart. Pastor, we have some uh, some great imagery, some great verses in Scripture. I don't know that there's uh, any hymn that captures that more beautifully than uh, hymn 708, especially verse three. Lord, let at last thine angels come to Abram's bosom, bear me home that I may die unfearing. Now, when I read that or hear that or sing that, I can't help but think of the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Is that what I'm supposed to be thinking of there with that imagery? Or is there some other Abram's bosom imagery that I'm I'm not aware of?
1: No, it's definitely... Driving us to Luke chapter 16 In fact I told you earlier um, That Psalm number 18 was one That Martin Schalling had in mind uh, And also then Luke 16 Is the other part that Martin Schalling had in his mind And so uh, both those things Are appropriate for us to think about As we hear this verse And uh,
0: the day that Um That Luke 16 passage, the parable of the rich man Lazarus, I believe that is the first Sunday after Trinity in the one-year series. Hymn 708 is the hymn of the day uh, selected for that day. Let's just keep going on here. Uh, And in its narrow chamber keep, my body safe in peaceful sleep until thy reappearing. Um, Boy, that's kind of morbid, isn't it? Uh, in its narrow chamber keep isn't that talking about like like being in a casket
1: being in the grave isn't isn't that what the reference is here that's exactly what the reference is and uh, maybe it is morbid uh, but it's the reality it's the truth every single person um, uh, is going to die isn't that what uh, Thomas, Jefferson or Benjamin Franklin said, everything is uncertain except for death and taxes. And um, so death is coming, and it is coming for all of us. And when we die, we'll be buried somewhere. Um, And that's exactly what this is telling us and it's
0: maybe morbid to the world to think about this but uh, as i've mentioned before for the christian we can laugh at death death has been conquered by jesus christ and now it is the portal that we pass through for life everlasting here and now uh, but in a mirror still in this sin-filled world to life everlasting fully and completely in the presence of god and we're not just talking about some kind of mystical thing. We are talking about a physical reappearing because this confession of faith, I am in the grave, I am in the box, I am in the tomb. And then it says, until thy reappearing, until you come back, yep. until, until judgment day, until the second advent, whatever you want to call it, and then everything changes.
1: And I think this is something that we really need to be confessing uh, more boldly, and maybe we need to repent of our sin and not doing so in the face of this pandemic. In some ways, we've gone along with the world and let fear kind of rule us in that regard rather than confessing the truth that even if I get the pandemic virus and I die, uh, I know the promise for me is that uh, I will be raised from the dead to live forever, and that promise is more sure and certain uh, and positive and and absolute than the possibility of me being killed by a silly little virus. And I know, oh, what if you kill someone else? In Christ, that promise is there for everyone. And so we ought to confess that boldly and not let fear rule our hearts. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy that uh, we have much of the world that would have absolutely
0: nothing to do with Jesus and his offer of eternal life. But they will go to their grave defending uh, wearing a mask or socially distancing or a virus uh, a vaccine or some other kind of thing that only offers temporal relief and temporal hope. we got to keep going here with this verse. Um, uh about halfway through verse 3 and what after after Jesus returns and then from death awaken me that these mine eyes with joy may see o son of god thy glorious face my savior and my font of grace pastor my brain wants to go to job 19
1: and I think we we can. I think even before that, we go to when Christ raises people from the dead and says things like, uh, "No, they're only sleeping; they're not really dead." Uh, even he says this about his friend Lazarus. He says this about uh, uh, the, the, uh, the child that's died yeah, as well. When he says and, to lead the kum, right? And so for the Christian, that's all death is—is is like taking a nap. It might be a five hundred year nap or something like that before the last day. We don't know, but uh, we will wake up from death, and so. Uh, I always like to say this when we bury someone, it's not a final resting place. It's a wake. Uh, it's, a, it's a wait until Jesus comes back and then wake up place.
0: And the wonderful thing about that word picture of sleep is when you lay down to sleep, it's only a matter of time before you wake up.
1: And you don't recall the time between. That's know?
0: exactly right. And so uh, we're not talking about any kind of soul sleep no. or any kind of nonsense like that. We are talking about the death of a Christian and when Christ's voice comes on that last day we will be alive and in our flesh with our very own eyes we will see Jesus pastor uh, let's quickly um, I think most people know already how this is going to work let's quickly uh, run him LSB 708 Lord the I love with all my uh, thy with all my heart through Brian Wolf Mueller's uh, song
1: or hymn cruncher is Jesus mentioned? Absolutely. In all three verses, we end with calling Jesus Christ God and Lord, and we even speak about the redemption that he earns on the cross.
0: We have a very, very clear picture as well. Is the uh, is the hymn clear? Does it use sentences with subject, verb, object, or just simply sentence fragments?
1: Um, it, it is clear. It does maybe... Um, because of the poetry of it and we're not very good at poetry it is poetic and so some of that is maybe a little more difficult for us to understand but it is clear i think
0: and it jumps around from scripture part to scripture part and so the perhaps the uh, seeming lack of clarity has nothing to do with uh this hymn being unclear but with us not being as well versed in scripture as we could be or should be i think that uh, that would be a fair uh assumption or fair observation as well mysticism is the song about things that god has done objective or about my own emotions and experiences
1: Uh, it's more about what god has done objectively and even i'd say um, about what god is going to do on the last day uh, when he raises us so we have god creating us he has providing for us uh, he redeems us uh, lost and condemned people and he will raise us from the dead in the future Very clear.
0: There are very, very few hymns that focus so well on Christ's victory over sin, death, and the grave in the resurrection of the flesh on the last day. Uh, Part four, law and gospel.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's very clear. Um, We face suffering and difficulty because of our sin, uh, and yet God gives and gives and gives and gives, uh, including forgiveness, life, and salvation.
0: Is there any explicit false teaching? No,
1: not one at all. (laughs) Not one
0: drop, not one
1: iota. So,
0: uh, hymn 708, Lord Thee I Love With All My Heart, comes through Wolf Mueller's hymn cruncher, song cruncher, in stellar flying colors, I think would give that a a 10 stars out of 10 with regard to his uh, tracking system there. Pastor, uh, this segment's coming to a close. Final words, give me your best pitch on why every Christian should consider knowing and memorizing this hymn.
1: Christianity is a religion all about the life that God promises and gives us through Jesus Christ that will last forever and that this world cannot take away from us. And this hymn confesses that truth in a world that does not believe that. So know this hymn, learn this hymn, memorize this hymn, sing this hymn, put it in your funeral, sing it at your graveside, sing it at your parents' graves when you go visit, when they die. This hymn is one of the greatest Lutheran hymns that there is. Amen, amen, amen.
0: It has been a a great joy and a great pleasure to uh, examine this particular hymn. Now you get a flavor for what we're going to be doing over these next several episodes. If you have a particular hymn that you want us to examine and evaluate, we're more than happy to consider it. Give us your feedback. And once again, we are hopeful and thankful that this program would be a great blessing as together in Christ We are at home in our hip. We'll see you again next time.